we started very focused on the dogs. And what we've quickly learned is dogs are definitely like the heart and the foundation of our business. But unfortunately, I wish dogs had wallets because then we would be able to like make a totally different business model but in some capacity we need to make sure like we can continue our business and the dogs are going to like it either way put a dog in a dog park it doesn't matter you know they're going to have fun all right welcome back to the brood app podcast uh i'm your host richie tevlin joined again by evan bloom and today we have uh one of my best friends allison mattiola owner of the boozy mutt the first indoor-outdoor dog bar in Philadelphia. Yeah, thanks so, for having me. Yeah, welcome. This is awesome. Welcome, I'm so Allison. excited to be here. Yeah, so this is a little background. You know, I, you know, best friends with your husband and actually lived with you guys when you guys <laughs> were, uh, you know, kind of figuring out how to get this thing started. So I remember Sam telling me about this when, you know, he kind of decided that this is something he wanted yeah. to do. He's a salesperson, so immediately... My first reaction was like, yes, you guys need to do this. My second thought was, how the fuck are you guys going to do this? <laughs> like, I, like, this seems like a great idea, but like, I don't know how to open a restaurant. You guys are not restaurant people with backgrounds like that. Yeah. So, you know, can you give me a little, like, kind of your side of the story about, you know, where this idea came from and then, you know, how, how you got in, kind of got to where you're at now? Can we also just take a second to reminisce on the fact that we are starting to talk about this, doing puzzles during COVID, yes. <laughs> drinking a far more than we probably should have been yes. drinking every yeah. single day, which was a very interesting <laughs> time in life. Um, but no, this, uh, so Sam and I, ever since we met, kind of like always wanted to be entrepreneurs in some capacity. Honestly, I thought we were going to think of like a really cool product to sell, not necessarily hospitality, but honestly, everything happens for a reason. Like I'm a big believer in that. And I know Sam is as well. And, um, my brother and sister-in-law live in Florida. Um, they had a English bulldog named Kevin that they used to take to a place called the dog bar and they loved it. And it was, we'd buy them gift cards to go there and just thought it was such a cool idea. And so, Fast forward, we ended up getting our dog, Buddha, who's named after where Sam and I started dating in Budapest. We were there for um, work, and we started taking him to one of the fields down by our house, and we would go there, bring a six-pack. We started making friends with our dog, and we just realized that dogs could bring people together. I mean, that's even how we met our commercial real estate agent. Um, Just his dog was there and hanging out, and because of that, uh, we just started brainstorming one day saying like, how awesome would it be to have a dog bar in Philly? Like there's so many people with dogs and unfortunately I love Philadelphia, but it's sometimes a little dirty in some places. And so to be able to have a spot that, you know, is clean, that the dogs are vetted to some capacity and you get to bring all your friends and watch sports and the bachelor or whatever it might be (laughs) is like kind of like our dream come true. And so we made a PowerPoint, being our true corporate selves, realized that there was like maybe some potential to also make some money and uh, kind of went from there, hiring consultants and everything. Yeah, I mean, we talked to Nick last episode and he's like, he was a nurse before he opened up Stones. And it's yeah. like business owners, especially local business owners, like they don't get into it knowing that they're going to start this local business. It's kind of the opportunity arises mm-hmm. and, you know, it just makes so much sense that, you know, there would be a business like this in Philadelphia. And it's like 
the fact that there's not is kind of crazy. And then, mm -hmm. you know, you guys are going to have, you know, first movers bias as being the first indoor outdoor dog park, which is a dog bar, which is going to be really cool. So yeah. with that being said, what is a dog bar? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. We still get this on Instagram. Um, so a dog bar is just essentially a, a bar in which now you can bring your dog inside and let them off leash. So we will have a full cocktail, full beer menu, full food menu, which I would love to share more about because I think that's what makes us really unique compared to similar concepts around the country like this. Um, but glorified bar and restaurant that you can bring your dog to. Um, we will also have a, a dog menu, which I think is really unique and special. Yeah. yeah. It should, um, and we had to think a lot about that because like dogs love food. So like, how do we create a menu for them in which they're not like obsessing about the food or potentially, you know, getting overly anxious or overstimulated from seeing another dog eat food. But I think we kind of have that down too now. So. I think, I mean, we, since you guys have done this, like I, you guys have taken me to a dog bar and mm -hmm. you know, I, got to experience and like talking about the dogs being overstimulated. It's like, it was sensory overload for the humans. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's just so much going on. And like, you guys are going to have TVs. You guys are going to be playing sports, but like, I don't even know if I could pay attention to that. There's so much going on there. It's just like dog here, dog there. It's, it's insane. No, it, it really is. And like, honestly though, there's also kind of like a therapeutic thing about it. Like if you don't have a dog to see dogs playing and just like being so happy, it kind of, you're so right about that. I, so, now I live in Brooklyn okay. and I'm from Bucks County and I have three dogs at home and there is a specific coffee bar that is a dog friendly coffee bar That's awesome. and you just can go there and play with the dogs and I, it's just like a nice pick me up, especially when I don't get to come home and see my dogs all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. So like that sort of concept is so nice and so needed in that like. So and now you get to be drunk at that same place. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Add and, that to it. And also you bring up a good point. Like. Uh, we're kind of starting this new phrase, like no dog, no problem. Like we, you do not have to have a dog to come to the boozy mutt. Um, it's focused around like dogs and the idea of dogs, but our menu and cocktails, beers are all very much catered towards, uh, people and just like bringing people together and getting you got getting everyone great food that they like to eat, want to have more than once a week. And hang out and get to pet other people's dogs. Yeah, so. I think, I mean, we talk about all the time here about, you know, people are so passionate about brewing, it makes this industry special, but like beer doesn't even touch dogs. Like people love dogs. Even everyone <laughs> that doesn't have a dog still likes dogs. Yeah. So it's almost like the best of both worlds of beer and dogs all coming together. Yeah. And the other thing that makes the Boozy Mutt special is we have employees called referees, which they have awesome uniforms. I can't wait yeah. for you all to like be there in person. Um, but they'll help watch the dog. So ultimately the owner's still responsible and you know, you know, your dog best. So like if they're getting anxious, if they're getting overstimulated, like let's work together to get them to a more stable state and keep them safe and you safe and everyone else safe. But the referees are there to help call that out as well as like pick up any messes, um, and both human and dog and, <laughs> uh, and just like overall, um, keep the environment safe, which is special and different than other bars in Philadelphia, to be honest. Yeah. So let's take it, take it through someone is entering your bar, you know, like yeah. what does it look like walking in? What are the, what's the process of getting into the bar? Mm -hmm. Um, and then like what's kind of available inside as far as seating options, indoor, outdoor, like what, what's going on? Oh, that's okay. So good question. So when you walk in, we'll have, um, our merch store or swag store, if you will, <laughs> um, dog toys, 
uh, Boozy Muck Gear. Um, we're trying really hard to partner with local vendors. So um, there's a coffee brand called Quirky Kin that uh, she lives in the brewery town community, and we're excited to sell some of their their coffee. We have St. Rocco's Treats that's also sponsoring um, our treats. When you walk in, your dog will get a treat, but also you can buy their treats. Um, so that's really special. And when you do approach, you actually will be approached by our concierge. So all the dogs that come into the Boozy Mutt have to be members. You have to register online before coming because you have to upload your dog's vaccinations from your vet to our membership portal. Um, Same thing as like going to a doggy daycare or something exactly. like that. So everyone that has a dog is used to this. Exactly. And exactly. not as guests, I guess. So I guess as a guest, you can just kind of walk through. I don't need. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're right. So guests don't have to like kind of worry about this process. That's a good call out. But the dogs at least have to be the member. And the reason for that is one, we want all the dogs to actually be vaccinated and to be up to date on vaccinations. Um, there actually is a very serious like respiratory illness for dogs going around right now. And we want to make sure that we're protecting against that to the best of our ability. And so that's how we're doing that. It also is requiring that you kind of certify that your dog is non-aggressive, mm -hmm. um, just again, to like keep everyone safe. And so when you do walk in, you'll meet the concierge, they'll make sure that your dog is registered and you'll actually walk through double gates. And for those that go to a dog park, this is really familiar because a double gate just protect, like prevents a dog from accidentally escaping or not you not having time to take them off leash because once you cross over check-in cross over that second gate your dog has to be off leash the entire time to prevent like leash aggression or just like over oh like i guess too much anxiety from being on the leash and being on, around other dogs you don't want your dog on a leash here though that's like going to chuck e cheese and like putting your kid on a leash <laughs> yeah, exactly. like why would you go to a dog why would you do that yeah um i feel how much have you learned about dogs in the last year two years since like since this whole thing has started? So much. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up because one of my goals is to offer like educational sessions with some of like the dog trainers. So we worked very closely with It Takes Two Dog Training and all canines um, to work through like our referee handbook and all of those things. Um, because there's so much to learn. And like, even as a dog owner myself, I didn't realize how much I didn't know mm. about my dog and like how I was actually doing things that maybe I should have done other things to like help his anxiety and to make him a better dog. Um, and so it's been really fun, really, really fun. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. I'm sure there's so much, so much there and just so much differing like learnings that yeah. come along the way. And that's part of the journey. So, I mean, we, we talking about like learning stuff about dogs, like how about learning how to run a restaurant or learning how to build <laughs> oh, out a seriously? restaurant or build a brand. It's like <laughs> so many different things kind of all happening at once that you have never done before. Yes. And kind of taking them all on at once and, you know, putting yeah. your business public image <laughs> reputation on the line. It's like, it's a lot. It's been, it's been a lot. And, um, Sam and I are both still working our full-time jobs. And so this is really like our passion project on the side. So like, I mean, Sam's not here cause he's working right now. It's eight o'clock on a <laughs> Tuesday night exactly. or Monday night. He wanted to come, but, uh, <laughs> it's been, it's been wild. Um, but to answer what else you'll see when you walk in is we also partnered with the factory workers to make custom tables for us because we wanted an indoor-outdoor feel. So when you do walk in, um, there's standing room areas. We do have seating on a second floor as well as a potty room that you can rent out for doggy birthday parties. We're also like very open to doing like rehearsal dinners if you wanted to do that and have your dog part of like your wedding day in some special way, corporate events, like 
we've really built the space to be flexible to like all of those things. Um, the only really big unique thing is in order to order food and drink, we have ordering windows that kind of similar to Rita's water ice. I always call it Rita, Rita's ice cream because <laughs> I'm from Wisconsin originally. <laughs> Rita's water ice. Um, where you have to order through. And the reason for that is just to like prevent any, you know, contamination from the dogs. We worked very closely with the health department. Yeah, but that's that. not dissimilar to a lot of restaurants. Like there's a lot of uh, cheesesteak places or like quick service places all the over garage. the city. Yeah, and a lot of breweries are even doing that now where you just pass it through. And it's just like, so it doesn't feel like some weird concept that you don't have to figure out how to do it. It's very natural Correct. walking in and then ordering there. We tried, we tried at least. Like we worked, it's been now going on like, over three years of working on this. So I feel like we've tried to think of everything. I'm sure we'll learn a lot once we open. Definitely. Um, <laughs> but I guess you walk in, kind of got the rubber rubberized flooring. Yeah. And then uh, turf field outside mm-hmm. um, with little Adirondack chairs and a, uh, a fire hydrant out there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which we found on the streets of Philly. Yes. Philly, don't take that back, please. <laughs> um, and then you guys have a dog washing station as well upstairs? Yep, self, uh, downstairs, self-serve dog okay. wash. Um, so you can buy packages of that to wash your dog there versus like in your apartment, which can be like a complete nightmare from experience. And now so. you get slap a buzz on before you do it. Exactly, and make it, it even more fun. And yeah. the pictures that we put up around now, like we just hung those this week are pretty cute nice say, so nice yeah it's been good so um i guess so you guys are you know food mm-hmm. uh like full kitchen and everything um yeah can you talk a little bit about your rest menu or you know what people can expect food wise definitely um we did bring on a new chef recently um unfortunately we had a part ways with our original chef due to some medical issues which um he's doing better so that's yeah, yeah. really exciting um, our new chef did do some time in Penn State, so it's nice to like Let's also go. have like <laughs> some more of the Pennsylvania blood running get away through the from business. Us. Yeah, exactly. It really is once you're in, you're in. Um, but we're trying to do like um, upscale bar food is kind of like what I'm saying, gastropub style. So we wanted to be vegetable forward, not only to cater to different like dietary needs, but also our whole kind of like motto behind our food is. We want you to feel good after you eat it because I think we've all been to that place like where something sounds really good, you eat it, and then when you're done, you're like, why did I just do that to myself? It's um, like almost every day <laughs> at this point. Especially after Thanksgiving, right? Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> um, and so that's kind of what we've been thinking about. So we have um, a couple different salads, everything from like our spin on a Caesar salad to like um, what we're calling like a green doggess, like goddess dressed like salad. There are definitely dog puns throughout the entire place, so just keep getting ready for that. Um, yeah, I have a list of beer names in my phone. I'm sure you just have dog puns in all your notes. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> um, and they come to me at the weirdest times. Um, but we have then a small plates for sharing. So a couple of my favorites are we have um, like Asian short ribs. Um Cheese curds are definitely my favorite, again, from Wisconsin, so had to, like, represent a little. Uh, A salmon, small salmon dish plate. um, And we have this really amazing, like, uh, we're calling it, like, I think, like, the local farmer's table, which is grilled vegetables with, um, like, some different sauces and sides and some fresh fruit, so just to kind of, like, pick at as you're hanging out with your dog. Um, And then also handhelds, so... Um, so definitely a healthier option. It's not like people are going to be coming here all the time and like eating greasy food and 
you know, stuff that you Correct. only go to at like a sports bar. Like this is really like you can go there during the week and kind of treat it as like your dinner. Yep, exactly. And like even like the sandwiches, for example, like we're going to do a Reuben, but we're also going to have like a falafel wrap and um, of course like a smash mutt burger as we're calling it of some capacity. And then sp- local, we'll probably do weekly specials, I think is our goal. So it should be really fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Yeah. And then what about drinks wise? You know, it is a bar. What, what do you guys? <laughs> I know. What? Um, so we're going to have 12 uh, beers on tap all times, but we're also doing cocktails on tap. And the reason is like we, when thinking about our business model, what we really cared about was quality and speed. So how can we get you the best product as fast as possible, especially given like you're running around with your dog and or like meeting other dogs. Um, so outside of the 12 beers, we'll also have at least opening with six to eight cocktails that our general manager is also spearheading. Uh, Travis is from California. He's amazing. He also is very big into beer, um, knows the people from Carbon yeah, Copy. I think he, he used to work at Second District, right? Yeah. And he knows the Carbon Copy guys from California, so very small world. Yep. Yep. Uh, and he's amazing. Like he's already, we've gotten to taste test a couple of our cocktails. We're going to have an espresso martini with dripped coffee um, called the Zoomies. We're going to have a margarita that you can have either spicy or non-spicy called, well, the Barkerita, which that one's pretty straightforward. Um, we're also going to do like our twist on um, a Cuba, Lib- Cuba Libre, um, which we're calling Rum Unleashed. And uh, we're even doing like a uh, sparkling spiked iced tea, which nice. we still haven't named nice. yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> so That'd be good. It's, uh, I guess, like kind of as an untraditional bar, it kind of makes sense to just do that anyway. Because like if you're not going to be sitting at the bar talking to the bartender, like you want your drink as fast as possible anyway. Yeah, and we'll still have the option too. Like it just will be a little bit slower. For service. sure. So like for whatever sure. So you, you have everything. About. You have you know, like the batch option and anything else you can want. Exactly. As well. Yeah. Yes. So it's been it's been fun to kind of think about. Where where did you like start planning and your priorities when when things came up? Like was it bar? Was it dog like learnings? Was it food options? Like how does that go? Oh. I couldn't imagine where you start versus where you go to. Yeah. So you mean like in terms of just like making planning. our business model? Yeah. yeah. Um it kind of all started with like us going out to eat and like realizing what we valued. And then the hardest shift honestly is then going like, okay, just because I like this, like what do actually all of our consumers want and like? And that process is I think a little bit harder because you have to crowdsource and just take time to gather the right information. We started very focused on the dogs and what we've quickly learned is Dogs are definitely like the heart and the foundation of our business, but unfortunately, I wish dogs had wallets because then yeah. um, we would be able to like make a totally different business model. But in some capacity, we need to make sure like we can continue our business. And the dogs are gonna like it either way. You put a dog in a yeah. dog park, it doesn't matter. You know, they're gonna have fun. But you, yeah. to make the rest of it, you know, enjoyable for everybody, that's like kind of what make what separates it from just being a dog park that exactly. serves food and alcohol to actually a dog bar that you know you can sustain and you know go to regularly not just for opening and everything so exactly and also what i love about philly the most is the food scene um and so there is just this like expectation of good food and good drinks in the city and so like we want to fit into that because we are ultimately a philly business and so that's kind of then where the priority started shifting is like how do we have 
really kick-ass food and drinks while also allowing you to bring your dog and your friends and just having this like really great experience and that was kind of then the next thing was how do we make the best experience for every person that walks in our door and we've been taking that approach with the staff we're hiring with how we're planning to train them like how we're thinking about like bonus models and things like that is just like how can we keep our staff happy because if they're happy then they'll treat our customers well and if our customers are happy ultimately our business will do well and i've seen you know this this is where it goes from like i've been intimately like kind of seen this process of you guys building this out and like yeah so i've seen behind the scenes uh you know of a lot of you guys building like out, not just the bar itself which is a whole monster into itself yeah. but like <laughs> then the business and then figuring out the employees and steps to service and I mean, your employee handbook is 46 pages long. Like there's a huge, there's always issues in kind of the uh, food and beverage space and, you know, restaurant space as far as, you know, human resources mm -hmm. and just like treating employees like actual employees, not just like bringing these people in to serve drinks and just like a party environment. Like you guys are setting up kind of the culture right away. Be like, this is a job, you know, like we're here and it's just going to be a better experience for everyone from the start, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, figuring it out as you go along. Thank you. Um, that means a lot because that's one thing that, like, I know I take very seriously, like, in any job is, like, the way you treat people is ultimately, like, you get what you give is, like, at least what I believe. And so we're trying to keep that in mind. For sure. And I think, you know, part of, you guys are my friends. I want to have you guys on the podcast, promote <laughs> the business. You. But, like, part of this is, like, you guys aren't even open yet. You guys are opening up a couple weeks. And, like, mm -hmm. I've seen the level of detail that all of this is happening. Like you guys are first time restaurant people. Mm -hmm. So there's a level of some people might have some doubts as far as whether you guys understand how that works. And it's every step of the process, you guys keep kind of blowing out of the water. So this is kind of like, Thank you. you know, my chance to come up here and just get to say, I told you so to all these people <laughs> that I'm sure you guys will get to do too, you know, before, Thank you. you know, you guys open and then we'll, I guess, have you or Sam on in a couple of months to kind of bring it back and be like, look, all this stuff was, we knew what was going to happen. Thank you guys you. set yourself up for success and look, look, it kind of opened up as like started off, you know, out of the gate, like fresh and new and like, uh, kind of completely built out already. Like you guys are learning on the go. Um, but like making the right decisions as you're learning, which yeah. is very cool. Thank you. And like we used to, one thing I did learn is it's really who you surround yourself with. Like, we, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, like we, we knew from the beginning, we hired a consultant. We, unfor we unfortunately had to transition to a new consultant, um, but it was all for good reason. Like, um, and it, having someone that we, that like knows the industry that we can bounce ideas off of has been incredibly helpful. Um, our PR representative, Peter Breslow is amazing, like also serves as a consultant to us. Um, Angie Vendetti is who we're working with from like a consulting piece. Um, but then also just like even other like restaurant friends, like the, um, like Randall, the owner of Otto's and U-Bar has been like such a great mentor. And uh, the guys at Liberty Grounds, like not Again, similar. First time well. restaurant people, yeah. first time entrepreneurs. And, and they're they so kinda, smart. They're so smart. They're kind of doing the same not like the same business, but it, again, it was a kind of a concept type bar that was new to the area. So, yeah. you know, I've met them now through you guys and it's kind of seeing you guys just two years behind where they're at and they're ultra successful around. They're just doubled their footprint. Yeah. They're opening like in a couple of weeks too. Yeah. Um, their expansion. And, um, so like just having people like that, that like believe in us and 
hear our like problems and trying to help us solve them is just so important, not only for like my my mental sanity and Sam's mental sanity, but like just making the right decisions in the moment. Yeah, and you guys, so where are you guys located in the city? Fairmount, Brewerytown, like what would you call it? We're like what's, what's the address? It's uh, 2639 Poplar Street. Okay. So I think we're like just on the border of Fair, like literally on the border of Fairmount and Brewerytown. I think we're technically Fairmount by like one block. Yeah. But we kind of, you know, identify as both. Yeah. And um, have like little shout outs on the, our menu to both of them as well. Nice. And um, it's definitely a growing area. There's like other small businesses opening up there soon too, like other great restaurants. Like I'm really excited to try Babies. It's a Filipino place nearby. Nice. So it's fun. Yeah, we talked about, uh, you know, kind of everybody in the brewing industry talks about like year of the log, year of the log, and the last five years has been year mm-hmm. of the log. And I feel like the same thing people talk about Brewery Town. Like, oh, Brewery Town's coming up. Brewery Town's coming up. Yeah. It really truly feels like Brewtown's coming up now. It's like there's so many hot new restaurants coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's very walkable. It feels very safe. It's like it's almost like the newer fish town now. And like I know people keep saying that, but it really truly, especially where you're at, kind of yeah. right on that street, feels like that. And there's still parking available. So yes, that's always perfect. like a good that's thing huge. to see. I know. Yeah, especially in Philly. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride, but um, we are looking forward to opening finally. It's been again three years. Nice. So, you know, we talked about kind of building out the business, the mm-hmm. restaurant, but like, you know, like with all these things, there's so many different things that go into it. So there's the branding now. So you are now the <laughs> graph designer <laughs> slash social media coordinator. Like that's not something that you've ever done before. No. And honestly, social media is, I mean, Evan, you can probably relate to this. <laughs> it is so, it's, it's so hard too. Like it takes so much time and I... I always try to be like really thoughtful about like what I'm putting out there and representing like building a voice for your brand is like, it's very hard and takes time to think through it all. It's trying to like it building does. like enough like quality content, but then also like you can't just have quality content like once every three weeks. It's got to be this constant feed of quality content at this yeah, point. Yeah, it needs to be beyond consistent in order mm-hmm. to just like feed what the algorithm wants. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing that something you have to look at, you look at social media from a very bias lens Mm -hmm. whenever you're putting out something on your brand whoever's looking at that doesn't see that yeah they see something flash by in five ten seconds and that's all they see so even if you do post a lot or don't or you repeat what you're saying like that's even that's part of it Mm -hmm. but you might look at that and be like Am I saying too much? Am I not saying enough? Like, so easy so much, to overthink. Yeah, it's so easy to question and just overthink really anything and from a social media lens. Yes, I totally agree. And um, I will say Canva is like a saving grace. Like every small business owner should invest in Canva. It is a little expensive at first, but like it's made my life so much easier and um, looks far more professional and even just like has given me ideas about like how to market and brand and design different things and so yeah that's actually how we design most of our merch even is like me doing like a little canva mock-up and then we're working with like brewery branding co for all of our um merch and stuff we've been phenomenal but it's just been it's a long process to design some of that stuff yes i mean it's high quality merch like now you know all the clothing i own is either whatever organization (laughs) i'm attached to so you know penn state it was like everything was penn state and then like whatever brewery i'm working for that's 90 percent of my clothing is just free clothing from that brand and i'm looking for you guys opening up so i can switch that up a little bit yeah you know where it all is it's all in our basement right yeah exactly (laughs) expand my closet um 
Yeah, but the, I guess, um, the the branding stuff, is that something that you guys built? Or like, I mean, it is a very cool brand. It looks like, yeah, I mean, you can see it now. Thanks. But it, it looks like something that, you know, could be very repeatable. And it's like, it, it, the brand sticks out. You know, like you. When, when I wear t-shirts out, like people notice it and it's like, it's differentiated itself from mm -hmm. kind of other bars and restaurants in the city. Thank you. Yeah, no, um, I mean, our goal is ultimately to scale in some capacity. Like we definitely want to keep like your neighborhood bar that you bring your dog feeling, but we wanted to create a brand that could be scalable in some capacity. And um, we, it, the, like the actual branding came from our original consultants that we worked with out of New York City. And um, we wanted something playful and easy to just like replicate and like do things with. So like you can't expect that the different holidays the be the dog might be holding instead of beers like something else like we've already designed one for like a dog mom shirt that the dog's holding wine glasses and it just kind of makes it fun playful it's on brand and easily easily easy easily easily <laughs> easily like uh repeatable in some capacity and the whole dog angle to it is like you know it's so easy. Like everyone takes Thank pictures you. of the dog. Like there's, you guys are gonna when you guys are open, you guys are gonna have too much content. It's like yeah. everyone is gonna go there and be taking pictures. Besides the fact that the space looks great, so people want to take that. Like Thank everyone you. is gonna take pictures of the dog there. You can reshare dog pictures. Everyone loves you know the attention that their dog gets. I know. I am excited this week, and I get to put up our Instagram wall. Nice. So I'm very <laughs> excited about that. Yeah. Think neon sign. It should be good. <laughs> <laughs> But. Yeah, it'll be like going to the club with your dog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we do. Have, we can do music, but I don't know how much. We do want to have live music at some point. So if there's any like acoustic uh, guitar players, singers that like want to come and jam out in our yard a little bit, I think that would be really fun. Located in Malvern, Pennsylvania, at 53 Ton Road, Locust Lane Craft Brewery keeps it simple yet flavorful, crafting beers that are traditional and crave-worthy. Bring your friends and family and enjoy their outdoor deck, Sunday brunch, and slow-roasted meats from Foster Ave Barbery. You can find them on Instagram, at LocustLaneCB. Once again, that's at LocustLaneCB. And if you're not in Chester County, don't worry. They ship their beer statewide. So head to LocustLaneCraftBrewery.com for more info. I guess you guys have a timeline now. Um, As of today. Okay, so I think that this will maybe come out right before probably opening, which okay. is great timing. I, this is, we did not plan this to be this tight <laughs> timing wise, but like, can you talk about kind of the opening and like what that'll look like? Yeah. Uh, um, so right now on November 27th is when we're film recording this. So this could change <laughs> is, um, we did just pass our building inspection today, which is like huge. Um, and we should do our first friends and family on November 8th. And we're going to have a couple more just because we have so many like operational things to consider than a standard restaurant. So we're taking that very seriously. And with our grand opening will be December 13th. Cool. So, so very right soon. before the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, that restaurant Sin opened up in Northern Liberties and it oh, got yeah. so much attention, like maybe not the best attention, some of it, but it like, it was, it's really you know, with the economy right now, like there's not really a lot of restaurants and bars opening. So it got a ton of attention. It did. You guys yeah. are opening up in December and you guys are already kind of so hot. Everything that either you guys post or, you know, William Penn or Word of the Wise or any of these websites like reshares from you guys gets like 10 times the amount of like social media interaction of any other kind of opening. Thank you. So it will be, 
you know, kind of a very exciting opening because, you know, not just the fact that there's nothing else opening, but people are like already super interested in this and they haven't even been there yet. Thank you. Yeah, our goal was to have 4,000 Instagram followers before we opened and we already have passed that. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I, I'm hoping that we can at least break 10,000 by like the end of the year. I don't think that you're going to have any trouble but... getting Instagram followers once you guys are open <laughs> with the dog pictures. <laughs> I hope so. And our food looks pretty awesome too. So yes. hopefully that like yeah. some food porn kind of exactly piques people's interest yeah so i mean you guys do have a lot of attention already Mm -hmm. you guys do have a publicist but i guess again like i've seen you you and sam kind of work like what you guys have been out at you know uh street festivals you guys are going around the dog parks you guys have been on the news the mayor just came by the other day it's like you guys are already kind of operating as like a open business and like you guys aren't even open yet so this is thank you you know like i again i want to have you guys on to kind of show people like you know this isn't just like some two people that want to open up some concept bar like you guys have been putting in the work you guys have done everything right and it's like you guys are going out of your way and you know there's a reason why you guys are already getting all this attention because you guys have made it happen. Thank you. Yeah, we've been really trying to think of every single detail um, because we do believe like that's what's, again, like going to make us successful is like thinking of those small details and just taking our time at that. And unfortunately, we've had like the gift of time because we wish we were open a little bit earlier, but, you know, taking that as like a gift again and just trying to like put our name out there. Word of mouth is so powerful and important. And so we're trying to leverage that to the best of our ability. Yeah. I mean, first time restaurant owners, first time opening up a bar, like, you know, the timeline was always going to be normal people that are like full time restaurant tours. It always gets stretched out. And like, I mean, your guys' timeline was a little pushed, but like nothing that was crazy. I mean, you guys are still opening Mm -hmm. up pretty quickly. Yeah, that's Um, true. So, uh, yeah. And now you guys have the playbook, you know, so you talk about wanting to expand, like now at this point, like, you know, the next opening should be very smooth as well. Yeah, I hope so. That's the definitely the plan. I don't know where it's going to be yet. Let's just Let's get, we'll the start on the first one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if I can take on yeah. anymore, but <laughs> yeah, it's been good. So nice. What's been the most like kind of surprising thing so far? I mean, you guys, you know, going into, you know, when you decided that like, hey, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting a loan, whatever. We're going to figure out how to how to actually do this. Mm-hmm. What's something that you didn't think? You talked on social media. Was it like what has been like kind of the most eye-opening thing? Like, oh, I didn't realize that like this, like this process or this project was going to involve this much work in this. Yeah, that's a really good question. Whatever, like Um, the biggest learning hurdle has been. I think. I think like, I think there's a couple ways to answer that. Yeah. I think one thing that's been surprising is. Like, I knew Sam and I were resilient, but, um, like, I'm just, like, really proud of us for, like, we've hit a lot of road bumps and speed bumps and just mentally, like, working through that and dealing with it. Um, And that's just been, like, a big learning thing even just for, like, our relationship because on top of this, like, not only are we opening a business, but we're also... Just got married two years ago. Trying to stay happily married (laughs) and keep our friends and, like be good, everything yeah. else in life. Um, and so that's hard. But I would say like just from like the process standpoint, I think um, the biggest learning experience has been, I think like just trusting the process overall. And like that sounds kind of corny to say, but there's like so many moving elements and there's so many things that as prepared as you are, you can't predict exactly what the outcome is going to be. And so just kind of like keeping your eye on the prize and like taking it day by day is 
it's, it's so much harder said than done. Yeah, um, I mean, you talked about like all the hurdles, and I'm sure when you guys were first starting to put the business plan together and you know looking at locations, like someone would tell you no, and then it probably took you like five, six days to kind of digest that and figure out like another plan of attack. And now that you guys are getting ready for opening, it's like probably every 20 minutes there's a hurdle that you have to just oh take on gosh. the chin and just blast through. So it's almost like a mindset thing. Like now you are in this entrepreneurial mind, mindset, and like now you're probably like a different, not a different person, but like you kind of like have this different way of looking at things or looking at problems now. Yeah. And like, if I could give any entrepreneur like one big piece of advice, it would be kind of just, just have a yes mentality. Like say yes to going to meet someone new, say yes to going to like see another location because you don't know where that's going to take you. I mean, it just, it adds on. It's like you you meet one person, you go to adult, like an event or you say yes to a press release and then someone sees you from that press release, it just opens up the door to something else. Exactly. Like we wouldn't have been able to have some of the conversations we have with the city as early as we did if we didn't go see like one location that ended up not working out for us, but like we met someone there that helped us. And like, I truly, that's how we were able to figure out like our design and flow the way that we did. And um, so yeah, just have a yes mentality and you never know where it will take you. We haven't talked about this. It's the Old North Star Bar. So I think like some of the listeners in Philadelphia, they'll recognize the Old North Star Bar, kind of like the Johnny Brenda's of Brewery Town. So it's like kind of a historic location that, you know, was not open for what, six, seven years. Now you guys have kind of taken it over and Mm -hmm. kind of put this you know, hopefully thriving business in there. Yeah. And when we took it over, it was like just nothing. Like it was nothing at that point. Um, it does sound like there were a lot of really fun times at the North star bar back in the day. And like, I hope that we can recreate like some memories like that. (laughs) I mean, I did hear the Jonas brothers played there and I don't think we'll ever get the Jonas brothers to play, but if the Jonas brothers are listening and want to come check out the (laughs) Lucy Mutt. I'm sure they, I'm sure the Jonas brothers are dogs. (laughs) I hope that'd be amazing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we hope we can be like another neighborhood bar that people like to go to and love to go to, to be honest. That's the goal. So, yeah, that's that's so exciting. How, how, my question, like, how long did it take you, you and Sam, to get into the entrepreneurial like mentality? Like, just from my being, I like, I know it took me a good probably six months after joining or going for through my endeavor yeah. to really just be ready to tackle and like see things in a different light. Mm-hmm. How fast did that like come to you guys? That's a good question. And like some of it's a little blurry now. Sure. Um, I think it came a little faster for Sam than me. Um, just like given like other things going on in like our personal lives as well. Um, but probably a good, honestly, it, it probably was almost like a year and a half because I feel like it didn't really feel real until we found a location. Like, yeah. because we kind of kept like not finding a location. If we couldn't find a location, it never was going to be real. So I would still say we like were thinking like entrepreneurs before that, but it just felt still like a, a dream. And then like once we signed our lease, it was like, Okay. You're locked in. This is real. And then also, you know, when the Michael Klein interview came out, like you guys were almost public at that point, but it like, it became this thing, like every single person I talked to was asking me about it. You know, every single person <laughs> at wall work was talking about it. Like your followers, like doubled in like three days and like it became like, you know, telling the world, like, you know, this is what we're doing, you know? Yeah. I think that was like a really special moment and that it did make it feel real then. And yeah. to everyone that's been following us since then, like, thank you for being so patient because I know that 
it's killing you guys. It's also killing us like so badly on the inside. But it that was a really. Special I mean, nobody's moment. upset. Like they don't get to go to the bar, but you have great dog pictures and everything. It's still yeah. like even if you're not going to the bar, it's a great follow. Yes, and I love when people send me their dog pictures. That's what I try to do m- Monday every single Monday. <laughs> even from the beginning, like just before meeting you guys, you were doing these collabs in the city and stuff like that, just all over. Thank yeah, you. what was it, Milk John that you guys did? Yeah, we did something with Milk John where we did like the puppy bowl and mm-hmm. you got free pup cups. Um, who also like, Amy's an amazing business owner herself. Like they're thriving too. And so it's fun to like learn and see how these other small businesses are growing and like just thriving in their neighborhood. And kind of like creating the culture from the beginning. Like you are a part of the community. Yes. And you know, so like Philadelphia is very neighborhood community centric. And mm-hmm. the fact that you guys have kind of embraced that like, you guys know you. all these business owners in Brewerytown, and you guys know all the you know business associations there, like all kind of yeah. everything that kind of pulls together that's behind the scenes that nobody else kind of sees. And you guys are kind of established, like, hey, we are proud to be at this location. We're proud to be a part of Brewerytown and Fairmount, and you know we want to be a part of kind of rising up that that whole neighborhood. Yeah, no, and honestly, like, I always tried to show, shop local before. Like, after going through this experience, like, 100% try to support my local businesses because it is a feat. Like, it is – it's a lot of work. Um, And it's amazing, like, to everyone that's open to a small business. Like, it's – it's you should be really proud of yourself for even just, like, getting as far as you got, whatever that means to you. Yeah, and you're keeping the money in the neighborhood. So, you know, like, everybody – everybody wins. So, um, do you – I guess you don't want to talk on the tap list yet? Uh, no. Oh, I have a, so what we do, have a couple things on the tap list. Yeah, what can we talk about? I know because we talk about community-centric. I mean, like you guys do have some local beer there. Yeah, so the plan is to have like I think at least eight of our taps local um, and rotating. And we actually even for like party events can have like a custom tap line if that's something of interest, whoever's like renting out the space. Um, we'll definitely have lost time. So we're excited to be like partnering with them and they've just been so supportive from the beginning. And I know that's like kind of how we met you guys originally too. Um, they're also local guys, right? Like, yeah. And they distribute through stone. It's like every, the more people we talk to, we like realize like, you know, huge industry, but like when it comes down to it, it's like, it's such a small world like everybody kind of works together. Mm -hmm. And, um, let's see, uh, we will have some like classics on there, like Bud Light and whatnot, just to kind of. You I mean, know, you need that. It's a, it's a normal bar. It's not a craft brewery. Like, people are going to want to come in and treat it like a normal sports bar sometimes. So yeah. you have to have that. And we will have draft wine. Most of that will be sourced from California, just, um, like, given some of the options. But, again, like, that will be somewhat rotating. Um, I think that's the only local one solidified right now. So if there are other local breweries that are interested, we definitely would love to talk to them. We might know a so. few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> How has that process worked? Like, you guys have these beer... We learned a little bit about beer distributors last time. So you guys have had, mm-hmm. like, Penn and Riglio and kind of Stone reach yep. out to you guys. And, like, you know, that's kind of probably another thing. Like, you know, you aren't used to having food vendors and alcohol vendors no. reach out to you. Now you go over to your house and, like, your fridge looks like our fridge. It's just, like, free <laughs> drinks in there, like, all insane. over the place, like, samples. <laughs> it is actually kind of insane, and it's really awesome. Um... But no, like it, it was a unique experience, like especially in the beginning, like I think people started coming over to our house because we couldn't yet, like it wasn't safe yet to go to like the yeah. construction site, even like as of last winter. So we're getting like all these people like coming to our house, giving us free beer and wine and they want to set up meetings at like 9am and Sam and I have corporate jobs and we're like, we can't be tasting like 
bourbon yeah, and like Sam all did this like stuff a tequila tasting one day on like a Tuesday. I was yeah. like, <laughs> he's already had himself a day. Oh my God. Yeah. That was funny. Actually came home kind of buzzed. Um, yeah, we just did our wine tasting last week, like at 2 PM. And luckily I had the rest of the day off of my other job. Nice. Yeah, it was crazy. But, um, that's been a fun experience to learn. And, um, yeah, they work hard and there's a lot of options. Like the options are actually kind of overwhelming. And again, like going back to like, what's the consumer actually want? And it's probably every single person that comes to you. Like I definitely want you. And then, but it's like, then you take a step back and like, whoa, we have like 40 people that I want. Then you only have 12 spots. So yeah, now you have to then take a second look at everything. Like, what do I actually want? What do the consumers actually want? Exactly. And like, also like, how fast we want to like rotate through some of them and things like that. So that's yeah, and I'm sure a lot of that will be you know you guys have a plan now. You know Travis, you know definitely has a ton of experience doing that. But then like you yeah. know this is the first bougie month, so I think a lot of stuff will kind of be customer dependent. Yeah. Because you know it's not just a new restaurant that's opening for the people in Philadelphia. This is kind of a new type of bar, mm-hmm. so it's almost like the consumers don't know how to treat the bar as well. Yeah, we we still get like a bunch of questions about that. But the one thing that's been really amazing is there's people that are traveling all the way from like Allentown and out and from the suburbs that are like planning to come and visit us. And, um, that's why we were trying to be like fairly flexible with our hours of operation. So we're going to be open from 1130 to 10 PM during the week. And then Fridays will be open until 11 PM. And then Saturdays and Sundays we'll do brunch from like, I believe it's like 10 to two, but then we'll be open till 11 PM on Saturday. And then brunch again on Sunday, opening at 10, closing at 10 p.m. as cool. well. Cool. It's brewery so, hours. Brewery, yeah, basically. <laughs> yes, very similar. Nice. But What's been the most like gratifying part of this for you guys? Is it still too early for that? Yeah. Is, I mean, it, it might, it really is life might moving be. like 1,000 miles be. an hour? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure every day. It's like even Nick said uh, like he has like every single day is like super high and super low. And it's like it's probably like every single day is like you're, you're reaching these, you know, like speed bumps but then also like yeah. it's probably gratifying as well like you know you are getting feedback already and then you guys aren't open but like yeah online you guys are getting positive reviews you guys are getting newspaper articles written about you thank you yeah it's been really fun i would say like the most gratifying thing so far and i think this will be the same just maybe like look different is like when people come to like our pop-up events as we call them or like whatnot and it's like their friends they're meeting up and hanging out and talking to us and it's just like you're getting to know new people and they're all having fun themselves. Like just kind of like watching that experience and like seeing the environment we're already creating is pretty special. And so I'm really excited to see what we create when we're actually like have our brick and mortar open and we can do that every single day. I think that's probably like the most gratifying because it's like our dreams actually coming to life and like we're making people happy and that's what we wanted to do. I think one of the coolest things could be you're going to have a couple or a few couples probably meet each other there and you'll get like a wedding Oh, story I didn't even think about that. That's I mean, awesome. Yeah, I mean, you had like, it's a dog space. Yeah. Like, that is like the most cliche how to meet like a couple. It I sounds think. like a rom-com, like it the does, dogs are playing at the bar. <laughs> oh my God, could you imagine? Like, what if there's a movie based on that someday? <laughs> but that would be awesome. That's the goal. That's the goal. So who wants to get married at the Boozy Mutt, that met at the Boozy Mutt, we'll see what happens. Perfect. Yeah, free is a good goal. Free drinks forever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Forever. We'll see. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, I don't know. Do you have anything else you kind of want to talk about um, for the opening? I mean, it, this is almost like an odd thing because you guys aren't open. So I, I wanted to kind of have you on to like talk about, you know, 
the behind the scenes opening of the restaurant that people don't like kind of understand. Like people, a lot yeah. of people work at restaurants. There's not many people that have opened restaurants before. So this is like kind of a unique perspective of like a, a first time entrepreneur opening up a restaurant. Like what's your perspective on it? Yeah. But like, what, what do you, fair. like, what do you see? Like, I'm, I know, you know, your expectations versus like what you, how you think it'll operate, like what you're, how you will treat the business, you know, mm-hmm. like what, what do you see your life kind of being like once it's open? Um, really crazy. Um, yeah. I fully plan to keep my full-time job. I really love my full-time job yeah. and see this as like a passion project. I don't know. I mean, that's part of the reason you brought Travis on. Like Travis is so good that he's able to handle this. A hundred percent. Like he's amazing. And that was the goal. Our, our chef, Alex Osborne's also like amazing. Um, and so we needed like two really strong leaders there. Um, between Travis and Alex and I would say like we'll see what life looks like like I I honestly I don't know kind of like right now taking it day by day I mean you talk about Um, the hurdles it's like it's like this entrepreneurial mindset like you're not looking at like you have a big picture but every single day you're taking it as its own kind of adventure yeah and like I would say like also the hardest thing right now too is hiring people like, we have had a lot of people interested, which has been great. It'd be awesome to find, like, even more people that want to work in with us and in the space and, like, see the vision. But also, like, when you're opening a restaurant, like, we we literally just decided on the opening timeline I share with you guys, like, at 5.45 tonight. <laughs> and so, um, like, it's hard to be, like, asking people to come work for you and, like, not being able to give them, like, a solid answer on, like, when we're actually opening and whatnot. And that's been really hard because not only does it put us in a weird spot, but like it's people's livelihoods we're talking about. And like, we take that really seriously. And so that's been, that's been challenging. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of these issues that you're going to have, it's like, these are all going to iron themselves out once you're open. It's like there are issues now, but once you open them, like kind of people see, and then their the potential employees kind of see like what it is, then they'll be like, okay, this is definitely something that I want to get involved in. It's like, they're having a hard time conceptualizing it just because it's the first thing in Philadelphia like this. Yeah. And like, I, I can't like stress it enough. Like we put so much thought into our leadership staff and like even like working for Travis or Alex is like going to be amazing. Like they're yeah. just such good people, like know what they're doing. And ultimately our goal is like if our employees have bigger dreams, like we also then want to share our knowledge and support them and get them to like, Maybe it's open their own restaurant or their own brewery or their own whatever and like be there as a support system because we went through it. And I wish that we had more of that when we were doing this, but now we can like pay it forward. Definitely. So. And I think just, you know, the same thing we we're talking about, like the human resources, just like you guys are creating this culture from the beginning mm-hmm. and it's a healthy, you know, culture mm-hmm. there. It's not like a party environment. Like, but in the end, you know, like, you know, people think that like they want to go there and like, a lot of restaurant people, they, they want to have this like kind of like fun, fast lifestyle. But like yeah. if you're able to treat it more like a career in the long run, I think a lot of those people are a lot he- happier and healthier, you know, kind yeah. of in the careers that they have. So Thank you. Yeah, that's the plan. So um, I'm trying to think if there's like anything else I definitely want to... Like, I, you guys have like, been doing events. I guess the only event now is just kind of opening and getting ready and kind of... Yes. Um, we've been doing like a lot of the, the street fairs and the like those types of like, again, like pop-up events. But when we open, we do plan to do... Like, the ultimate pop-up. The <laughs> ultimate pop-up. Not only like doggy birthday parties and things like that, um, but also um, like beer tastings paired with like appetizers or like wine tastings of some capacity or like 
paint with your dog or like something along those lines. So yeah, I think there's infinite possibilities. That's like stuff that you haven't even thought about yet. That's just going to be kind of unique to your space because you have this unique space and unique opportunity with dogs and food and beer kind of all coming together. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, it'll be a potty. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So I guess you want to, uh, you know, shout out any social medias you have or, have any more dog puns you want to put on? <laughs> <laughs> more dog puns. I'm honestly like I just got done doing like our menu, so I think I'm like dog punned out, which is <laughs> shocking. Um, uh, I mean, like I shouted out a lot of people in like throughout the conversation. Well, where where can people find you? Like at the oh. Busy Mutt on okay, social where can media. Find us? They can and find then also us. they need people need to check out your website. Your website is incredible. It's like thank you. You guys are starting off this this business and like so. But you guys kind of skipped like having the shitty website phase. Like you have this incredible <laughs> website. You know, you need that because again, it's this new concept. People have a lot of questions, and you can find all those answers on your website. Yeah, so definitely check out our website. I we actually made that with my cousin. She started her own business too, so I guess it kind of runs in my family in some capacity. But just theboozymutt.com. Um, Instagram, you can find us at theboozymutt, and um, also on Facebook. We'd love for you to like our Facebook page as well, which is just facebook.com backslash theboozymutt. Um, we are going to be starting TikTok, um, but that's what we're going to do like after we open to have like some fun trending videos. So um, as part of that registration, you are signing a, like a waiver saying you don't mind us taking videos and pictures of your dog. So I, hope I don't think okay. anyone's going to have a problem with that. <laughs> we'll make them a star. Yeah. But. That's the plan. Cool. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, this you fun. know, this is, I'm so excited for you guys to open. You know, like I've seen this for the last three years and, you know, to have you on here again, I'd show off, show you guys off and kind of like tell everyone, like I've been kind of singing you guys praises for three years and now thank I get you. to finally tell everyone can shove it. So um, <laughs> I can't wait for that too. No, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's really nice having you on. I think this is a good representation of like Philly in the bar space and just as well for the podcast, like where people can come and learn about like different parts of Philadelphia, the bar culture and the brewery culture, and then the local taps and everything. So like, that's exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I can't wait to do this again and actually like share what we all did. Yeah. I'm sure whatever we're talking about now, it's going to be, uh, that was not right. You know, like we changed everything. (laughs) I know it's going to be like, that totally didn't work. Don't do not do that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So you can find us, uh, I guess at the brew podcast or at brew uh, on all social media platforms. And, uh, yeah, I guess this will come out in a couple weeks and then we'll be back in two weeks. Awesome. Cool.